you know, it's a personal journey, an inward journey before it becomes an outward journey. Mm -hmm. My thing is just stay connected with the heart, really tap into to who you really are. And, and that's really the key to it all. You know what I mean? Like it's all about ascension and, and looking deep within. The conversation really is about us like really acknowledging that possibility for us to create our own manifestation. And that starts with food, clothing, and shelter and mind, body, and soul. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle and it's a beautiful loop of balance, but it does start with compassion first. Turn your shit into compost. <laughs>
Um, we've got some strawberries with the greens in here. You got to keep the green tops on the strawberries. And then there's some peaches, some pineapple. Um, and then I have some Ormus greens in here, which is a mix of like spirulina and moringa, wheatgrass, barley grass, and yeah, banana. So real simple, a little bit of a plant-based protein. Yum. Amazing. That sounds so good. Etef, how are you doing over there? You want to introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, you know, definitely. Thank you for having me. Um, name is DJ Kavum, Motivation, also known as Dr. Etef Vita. I'm an organic gardener, b-boy, um, MC, DJ. Um, I do a lot of different things like within um, you know, the world of like permaculture and culinary climate action. Uh, most of my work, you know, is like around producing music and performing, but I uh, just started a brand new seed company and um, working with Be The Earth Foundation, Alchemy, it's really like put this conversation to the next level right now, you know? Yeah, and I just noticed that the name was each of your names combined. So Itev Vita, Dr. Itev Vita, and Alchemia Earth created this Vita Earth Foundation. So can you talk a little bit about this project? I'm so excited to just share with everyone, only because when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is revolutionary. Like no one, there's, I don't think there's anyone doing anything like this. And I would love to just hear more about it and how people listening can support it too. Yeah, so the Vito Foundation is really a representative of what we both really love, which is reconnecting people to food. Like I said, we, we sort of both have that core foundation being food. And I think right now, the inspiration behind what we're doing is all about reconnecting humans to nature, which is ourself. <laughs> so and we use that with, you know, getting grounded, you know, planting seeds, and really, really getting connected to our food and the environment. Yeah, so with the foundation's mission being something like that, like understanding this campaign specifically to like seed urban farms and help develop, you know, directly after our action was happening around social justice. Everyone knows there's a connection between food access, redlining, gentrification, and how that plays a role with people having access within the communities of color, predominantly where you actually see a large case of deaths related towards respiratory illness, which a lot of times is really on play of like mass heart disease and a lot of issues that can be, you know, perpetuated with food related illnesses. And so looking at how people of color have been like really affected by that, we wanted to do something that we can create a healthy immune impact. And what that would look like is I have an album that was on packets of seeds. I decided to be able to like partner with our nonprofit to be able to distribute these to farms for free because we understood that it's actually around like people building and developing the idea of cooperative economics. And really what that looks like is people being able to help each other through food justice and um, you know awareness around this idea of traceable source. So that's what it's all about. We're on GoFundMe forward slash be the earth if you want to donate. And the opportunity for you to support us would look like seeding urban farms nationally. And if you are urban farm and you really want to connect and develop opportunities where you can also receive seeds, please email us at avitaearthfund.org. 
I know one of the things, Alchemia, you said in the video was health and wellness is a right, not a privilege. And I agree with that so much, yet all I see on national news or, you know, here in, in big mainstream media is all this talk about wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, but nobody's really talking about how to take care of and build your immune system. And so what are some of the tips you guys have for people who are wanting to build their immune systems right now are wanting to be more healthy and also avoid getting sick. What, where do you start with people? It starts with, you know, changing our mindset around, around health. You know, I come from the school of, you know, holistic thought, which is encompassing the whole in order to, you know, um, to really maintain that idea of health and wellness. And so the, the pillar of, there's eight pillars of holistic health and wellness. And one of those pillars obviously is nutrition, but another pillar is environment. And when we understand that the two are not separate, but they're actually connected. And so that inner environment of health and wellness, um, actually the core of that is immunity. Because if you think about it, um, we're always being attacked. We're always being, you know, um, just that's just a part of life right Our, you know we're being attacked with cancer cells like over a hundred thousand times a day and other viruses so that immunity is really the foundation to health and wellness and you know um when we build immunity this is where we see that balance come in and where we're feeling better where we're getting sick less all of that so i mean it's it's really obvious like you know i think the planet starts to react the way that it needs to immediately when you know, the beginning of spring and you started to see quarantine become in action, I started to look outside and immediately I saw mullein growing out of the ground, which is like one of the best respiratory medicines that you can smoke, drink tea, or even like make tinctures out of to be able to actually heal respiratory illnesses. And so just thinking about how the fact that like even the earth responds with the medicine naturally, uh, but people just gotta know what to look for the farm, the sun, those are the best medicines. That's what we've been using, liquid chlorophyll. Um, of course, a lot of dandelion. Uh, what else have we been? A lot of cilantro, what else are we eating right now? Yeah, it's just, again, it's just about really returning back to, to the earth and understanding that like it's abundant. It's abundant in terms of when you harvest something like kale, you know, lettuce, things of that nature, um, plant-based it gives you more nature gives you more of that when you take and so there's this beautiful cycle of not only are you able to nourish your body build your immunity um, and cleanse and use your food as medicine but it, it's a cycle because when you eat that way you give back to the earth that way i find when you stay in the produce section in the bulk section you're producing less waste um, so internally you're obviously eating less processed foods and polluting the body but in turn um, instead of you filling the landfill with all the wrappers and the Pop-Tart wrappers and the cereal, you know, plastic wraps and all of that, because you're sticking to what nature has provided, it's just this less toxins within, less toxins without. Mm. It's, a, it's a balance. So it's, it's a dope balance. How did you two get into farming and harvesting your own for food in the first place? You know, it just for me was one of those things, um, you know, be, my husband actually had a huge, you know, impact on me with that. At the time I met him, I was like getting ready to try to start like an herbal garden on my, I didn't have a yard at the time. Um, so it was like perfect timing, but it makes sense, right? I mean, the closer we can, we can get to our food when it comes to controlling 
um, where it's coming from. That's the thing, you know, a lot of us, some of us don't have access to organic or, and even then it's like, it's being picked like months in advance before it's ripe. So I feel like that the closer we can get to growing our own food, harvesting our own food and controlling the soil conditions and what goes into that soil, the love that you put into growing it, the intention you put into growing it, it's just really different than, you know, commercial crops. You mm -hmm. go into the store, it's been handled by hundreds of people. It's dipped in wax. Just a different energetic, you know, frequency. I think that the food brings. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. This is so epic. When I think about it, and I think about your album, Etef, being a seed packet and and getting getting to be distributed all over nationwide, and um, being planted, it's something that really to me is revolutionary because I don't think I've ever seen it before. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it before, but I think it's so cool. And I, and what I would just love to know, what's your ultimate grand vision for this? Like what results are you too committed to creating with it? Um, as of right now, um, I'm interested in expanding on the East coast. I feel like we have a, a large presence in the West in the Bay right now. And I want to do some more um, marketing, uh, like in New York area, Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, Minneapolis. There's some urban farmers who are growing the album and they are harvesting and producing and actually, you know, throwing festivals and supplying co-ops in Minneapolis uh, directly after, you know, the, the George Floyd incident. And thinking about that situation and how many people have lost access to fresh, organic, traceable source food. And you thinking about how communities are, are continuing the conversation is really beautiful. So, um, yeah, the album is now uh, not only feeding families uh, where it really needs to impact most, but uh, we're thinking about the distribution, you know, in, in the heart, in the home of hip hop uh, throughout the Bronx and Brooklyn, um, throughout bodegas as well as uh, using um, vending machines to really take on the next conversation of what this would look like to really impact and expand uh, the access to the urban community for um, the idea of populating and you know organizing this idea of what we can do to pollinate and cross-pollinate and help the bees. It sounds like this is a, like I was going to say triple fold mission, but I feel like it goes so far beyond. And I think it just continues to ripple out into the communities, into the environment, not, you know, into people's bodies. And I think it's just, yeah, again, it's amazing. Um, now, obviously you two have your own journeys with health and wellness. Where did it start for you guys? Like, what was it that really propelled you into diving into this world of not only taking care of yourself, um, both, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, energetically, but then also, you know, sharing it with others. Where did that start for you two individually? Yeah, um, you know, from the womb, <laughs> you know, the journey is, is always with us, whether we're conscious of it or not. But I'd say my conscious awareness of, you know, who I am, my mission, just that that self-observation that actually is what that turning up of the flame of consciousness mm -hmm. began um, right around my teen years. And I kind of was in this thing where I was transitioning from listening to really commercial radio music and diving deeper into the culture of hip hop, you know, listening to Common, Wu-Tang, the Fugees. And so that was actually really 
the beginning of my conscious journey because just that shift in music caused me to think differently, look at things differently, question the world differently. Um, and that I, I honestly just, I was on a spiritual journey at the same time, not only to heal my body, but just to reach that higher level of life, you know, to be a creator of my life. And so um, food was a major gateway for me. And I started to look deeper at what I was putting in my body and how what I was putting in my body was affecting my physical, my mental, my emotional, and my spiritual. And um, yeah, I also wanted to heal myself. And I'm a mother of five. I wanted to heal you know, my daughters from their health ailments in a natural way, in a way that complemented our makeup, you know, without compromising the immune system. So that was kind of where my journey began. And then I dove into, you know, studying energy medicine, Reiki, Qigong, um, bioenergy. Beautiful. Man, she's on point. I'm trying to tell you, she got like the energy that I've been trying to like develop and understand more about myself, like as far as how to, how to just turn everything into gold. I feel like I started, um, I feel like the spiritualities and the lifestyles of everything with, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of Tupac and a little bit of Deepak and um, growing up with just different lifestyles from Rastafari to meeting and running into like the Dalai Lama and, you know, just different lifestyles around like African diaspora and local meat traditions that, uh, that are so um, taboo in America a lot of times and thinking about like what we can do to incorporate, you know, not just the rhythms um, back into the music, you know, but also some of the identity, the clothing, the language, and even the spirituality of the diaspora of Africa that a lot of times is adopted um, through the through the game of telephone, you know, by way of martial arts and yoga as a lifestyle and practice, if you want to say, you know, religion, you know, what, what your lifestyle is. And, you know, right now, um, my lifestyle sprout that life, you know, I've been dedicated to hip hop for the past 15 to 17 years, it feels like, but really, um, the conversation has always been like, you know, if, if, if it's fortifying, if it's good for the mind, if it's good for the body, it's good for the planet. And, um, you know, that that's that's the vibe. But, you know, my religion outside of that is is loving this person right here. So, you know, she gives me good focus and in that balance, you know, and that's like, I think love is like the dopest spirituality ever. Honestly. Yeah. So beautiful. You guys are so cute. I love it. Um, the one thing I wanted to kind of close us out with is um, really there's so much in the media about all that's going wrong in the world right now, especially, I think. I mean, always, but <laughs> I feel right now, especially. And so many people raise up issues that are happening right now. What I've seen in you two is not only bringing awareness to the issues that are existing right now, but also taking actionable movement. And so what would you say to somebody who's pissed off about something that's going on in the world? What advice would you give, would you give them to turn that anger, frustration, 
into actionable movement so that they can actually make a difference because you guys aren't just talking about what's wrong in the world. You're providing a solution. Like you said, being a part of the solution and also getting so many other people involved. So, you know, what advice would you have for someone listening who wants to make a difference, but really just doesn't know quite where to start? Yeah, I would say where you start is with yourself. Um, and it's all about tuning into and finding your flow, your vibe. We all have these beautiful gifts that we're here for and that we come with. And it could be something, just think outside of the box. You really got to connect with your deeper self. And, um, you know, it's a personal journey, an inward journey before it becomes an outward journey. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, my, my thing is just stay connected with the heart and um, really tap into to who you really are. And, and that's really the key to it all. You know what I mean? Like it's all about ascension and, and looking deep within. Bang, bang, bang. I second that and I approve that message so much. Uh, I definitely feel, you know, it's all about just that space to take with not only just having that appreciation and that compassion you know, even the reason I went plant-based over 20 years ago was really around connecting with um, not only just spirituality and Ita living and Rastafari, but it was really about opening up another way of how we can acknowledge the, this compassion and, and almost the deep empathy of thinking about how Africans in America were, you know, bred and also considered like animal. And, and it's in such a time where you feel like this idea of social justice is really highlighting reparations from, you know, a use of like human beings being like feeling like they're separated from the from the land and separated from humanity. And you have this idea of like that being really brought up right now when I really see that the deep connection to it is like going back to the earth and reclaiming this idea more people going back to the earth where you Back in the past, there was a lot of internalized oppression. People wouldn't want to grow food, especially a lot of, um, you know, the people in my own community because they felt like a connection towards being being little or even feel like that um, there's that internalized cellular memory where people feel like it's connected towards slavery. And so growing food nowadays is the most revolutionary, most beautiful thing that you can do. Saving your own seeds is the most beautiful thing you can do. You can actually you know, not only heal the soil, but you can actually really take care of your friends and family. And, um, you know, real G's, real gangsters, like, you know, they're trying to figure out a way that they can wrap their hood. And this is a good way to do so. Like grow cabbage, grow collard greens, put the OG kale on the block and start selling, you know, kale chips. Like it's a whole nother hustle outside of like looking for something that's sustainable and that we can continue to like create our own surplus and our own markets and our own cooperative conversations of like business development. So just, it is something to like take, take something negative and then make it into the positive without even talking about the negative, just keep focusing on like how clean the glass of water is. People are gonna go after that, then like, you know, fussing and fighting about like, you know, what's not, what's not clear and like how long you gotta wait for something to defog. The conversation really is about us like really acknowledging that possibility for us to create our own manifestation. And that starts with food, clothing, and shelter and my body and soul. So, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a cycle and it's a beautiful loop of balance, but it does start with compassion first. Turn your shit into compost. <laughs> 
I love that. Oh my goodness. This has been so amazing. And I just recommend everyone listening that these are the people to follow when you want to learn more about healing, starting the healing journey within and also rippling that out into the world and making a difference. So where can people find more of you too? And also, I know, I know you brought up the, um, the website, but if you want to drop it one more time and anywhere else, people can connect with you too and learn more about this journey and how they can be inspired to take, to continue to take action in their journey. For sure. Yeah. Um, so we have our GoFundMe and that's just GoFundMe.com forward slash Vita Earth. And, you know, we're on Facebook, Vita Earth Foundation, Vita Earth Fund and on Instagram. And then, of course, Alchemy of Earth on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, at ETF. I-E-C-E-F. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're present. We're available to um, to continue this conversation, you know, to highlight art for social change to address not just culinary climate action, but food justice, you know, water sovereignty, and the idea of really connecting with indigeneity and, you know, bringing this sense of manifestation and action behind these words of hope, you know? So, you know, thank you for, for helping us with um, this conversation to be heard and, you know, no doubt. Yeah, thank you too for coming on the podcast, for sharing all of your wisdom, for dropping all the gold. Each of you said something so valuable that so many people can take away and just start creating this action within their own lives. So thank you too for coming on. And for everyone listening, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on the Words of a Warrior podcast. I am so happy you stopped by and would love to know what you took away from this conversation. If you feel so moved, please feel free to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can keep getting this message into the hands of the people who need it the most. Let us know what you loved, topics you want to hear more of, and your favorite words of a warrior. Until next time, keep taking back your power, following your excitement, and unapologetically living the life you were born for.